Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast. I'm kind of forgetting what I'm supposed to say here. You know? <laughs> yes, yes, part. Yes, yes. Uh, cannabis podcast, com. Welcome, everybody, to the show. There we go. Yes, High on Homegrown and all that. Nice professional intro there for you, everybody. Make sure you smash that like button and all of that. Thank Don't you for worry, joining Maggie. us. You can fix it in editing. Yeah, I'll just use one from many of the hundreds of episodes that we've already done. Be like, that one will fit. Nicely. <laughs> and joining us this week, <laughs> we have Marge. What's up, Marge? Yes, Marge from Canada and also host of the world's best podcast about edibles. Bite me the show about edibles. <laughs> nice. Maybe the world's only as well, but whatever. <laughs> sure, there's more, right? Regardless of if there is more, yours is definitely definitely the best, Marge. No doubt. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. No doubt. We also have Bubble Hawk. What's up, Bubble? Hey guys, Bubble Hawk here from the country that started a war with its own wildlife and lost twice. And still managed to bring you guys Wi-Fi, so you're welcome. You hey made, y'all. you guys made Wi-Fi. That that we did, my friend. I'm skeptical to that claim. Check it, check it. The English invented everything. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh come on. <laughs> nice. Yes, we also have Monkey Do. What's up, Monkey? Oh, not much. Monkey down here in the southeast U.S., uh, away from all the tornadoes and nasty stuff that's happened further north of me today and stuff like that. Crazy stuff, though, man. Oof. Finally feeling 100% back back whole again after our big uh, Spain adventure, man. Nice. Took, nice. Took a lot out of me. You know, it took, it took me a week to recover from that one. God right. damn. Yeah, I suffered for a few days, but I'm feeling back to normal now. Well, you know, that nasty, uh, uh, spicy cough didn't really help me much. So that, that mm-hmm. did slow down the recovery a bit, but I feel much better today. Still really can't hit that that uh, that pipe too hard. You know, the lungs are still kind of a little tender. Mm-hmm. So. And also a special guest today, TG can't make it. He is busy, busy doing some other things. So we had a special guest come and drop in. You want to say hello, special guest guy? Hello, I am special guest guy representing from the <laughs> of the U.S. Chad Westport. Uh, no, no, no. From the from the rest of the show, you're going to be called guest guy. Guest guy. special guest guy. Special guest guy. Special special guest guy. guy. <laughs> there you go. Well, he is kind of special, so we got to yeah, we got to do that. What's your opinion on this special guest guy? <laughs> the special guest guys take yes. exactly. I wonder what special guest guy would say. <laughs> but yes, the legendary Chad Westport. Man, you've been very busy, Chad. You've been doing so well with everything. Like everything I've seen that Chad Westport touches turns to gold, bro. Turns to golden nuggets of ganja. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey man, I haven't quite landed Graham Hancock yet, but uh oh yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully some of this rubs <laughs> off over here. No, but I'll give you some kudos on your project with Dope History, man. I listened to that thing, the whole series, everything that was available on the plane on the way to Europe. I got to tell you, top-notch editing on that. Great quality. Good stuff. Nice. Dude, thank you so much because that is that was that was my hand in in the the project is I took a lot of raw audio from these interviews, mm-hmm. rearranged them, edited them, put them together and uh 
that shit takes a lot of work, man. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. So I, I am, I'm very pleased myself and that was awesome. Thank you for listening and thank you for the feedback too. I'm yeah. glad you were able to kind of like binge, binge it all on the way to like the biggest cannabis event of the year. Didn't that seem appropriate <laughs> though? I mean, listening to these epic legends of cannabis on the way to a big old festival like that. And I have to tell you, the one that, that, that hit me the best was Eddie Lapp because I'd never, never yeah. talked to Eddie. I never got to visit with him. And there was so much I didn't know about him. Oh, yeah, me too, dude. It, it was a fun learning process for me with some of these guys. And like the Wolf Siegel episode, mm-hmm. um, we ran the exact same streets. Like he's like, I, you know, I was selling eights on the Ave in, you know, 1970. I'm like, well, that's funny. I was selling eights on the Ave in the 90s. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah so some of these some of, well, I, all of them were really fun dude i'm glad you enjoyed them yeah so anybody our listeners out there that haven't taken the time to go ahead and listen to what's out there in dope history you need to take the time because it's well worth your time i agree and also your um your podcast which goes out on youtube the best grow show that's doing pretty yes. well as well isn't it that's do, doing real good man yeah, thank you. That's, that's a fun one. It's something I started a few months ago. It's just going every other week, taking next month off because, again, I'll be in uh, the Netherlands. But, uh, dude, fun hanging out and fun getting beans out to people. Get them mm-hmm. growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. So con- congratulations on your continued success. You deserve every bit of it, mate. Thank Keep you. it up. Keep it up. Special but- guest guy. In Special the guest guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we have the usual stuff going on this week. We have the cannabis news and events, as we do. And uh, for the Grow Guides this week, we're going to have the high ladies come and join us as well. They'll be here a little bit later on. And we're going to talk about parenting and cannabis. You know, what what happens if your kids find out about your grow? Uh, What happens if you catch your kids smoking? All that kind of shit, you know. And some stories from the panel, hopefully, as well, where we can explain how our parents found out we were degenerate cannabis users. Oh, you mean your mother actually knows? <laughs> I did yeah, man, get caught once. Well, man, it was, uh, yeah, we'll leave them stories until later on, but I've got some funny ones, man. And, uh, <laughs> my mom was a little bit excessive, excessive with her anger sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a mild way of putting it. Mm-hmm, it definitely is. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be a good show, I think. And yeah, thank you very much to you, Chad, for coming to join us. It's, it's nice to always have you on the panel and come and chill and chat some shit with us, man. Always my pleasure. Yes, I, I mean special guest guy. Special guest guy. Special guest guy. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. Yeah. Insert that's right. special guest guy here. Yeah. Did you hear the interview the other day about the uh, story about bananas? They all went moldy and died, and now we're just left with the shit version of bananas. What the yeah. fuck was that about? What? Do you not know this story, Marge? I don't think so. But the problem is, Mackie, you were too young to ever, ever uh, have a good banana. So that's you what didn't it is. Miss anything? No, I'm you fucking never... missing on shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Apparently, Marge just man. Marge doesn't know, but you know, banana flavored ice cream, banana flavored mm. milkshake, right? That yeah. is actually what bananas used to taste like, but because there wasn't enough uh, genetic uh, diversity. diversity in bananas a certain virus came along, like the hoploid, that virus, 
No, that the, the hot plate and void. You, you know the one I'm fucking saying. I can't even say it. But you know the one I mean. But one of those came along just for those. There's bananas. The, I can't remember what the names were called, but they were the best flavored ones and the best textured ones. Cavendish. Cavendish. Was it Cavendish? Cavendish. Cavendish. Was it Cavendish? Was okay, up. that was that yeah. was the one that we lost. Yeah, and they all got wiped out. Uh, now we're just left with shit tasting bananas. It's just pseudo bananas makes the trees turn to mush. Yeah. yeah. So oh, there you go, everybody. Random fact of the week. We should do <laughs> random got... fact of the week. That would be fun. <laughs> I can't do banana anything. I hate it. Yeah, not, not anymore. I bet That's you could have done the good one. Yeah, you, you would be fine if the good bananas were still here. No, no. That's just <laughs> something about banana. It just makes me, even the smell just makes me gag. It just can't Look, do it. I'm no. that way with watermelon, so I understand. Everybody has no. their own trigger. You're yeah. not supposed to eat them whole. You're supposed to peel them first. That's right. <laughs> That's my mistake. I was wondering why they're all waxy. <laughs> you know, all these motherfuckers talking about we're going to bring back the mammoth and all this. It's like, let's try and bring back the good bananas first. Let's do that. Yeah, and we can make our way up to the bananas. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, good <laughs> shit. Sorry, was you saying something, Chad? I'm just taking the piss. I'm 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 wondering what a woolly mammoth burger would taste like. Mm. Oh, don't! <laughs> the day will come when we will know. I want a saber tooth steak. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? I want a T Rex T bone. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's gonna be like a Flintstones movie of a cartoon here with Bubble Hop. He's gonna have this big old giant steak that's bigger than the grill. Throws it yep. on there and <laughs> anyway. Uh, People are here to listen to the cannabis news and stuff. And uh, I mean, some people must come here for the <laughs> conversation where we just chat shit. But there's also a purpose to this. We should cover the cannabis news and events so everybody knows what the fuck is going on this week in the world. So are we ready? Should we do it? Do it. Yeah. Do it now. Come on, Chad. Yes. And it's a good intro as well, man. Everybody needs to check out Chad's show if they haven't done that already. I assume you all have, but if you haven't, make sure you do. But anyway, the cannabis news and events this week, we have five stories from around the world, all to do with cannabis. Uh, Some are good, some are bad, some are in the middle. But, you know, it's probably going to be better than what you see on the other news channels because that's just, uh, you know, scare. What do they call it? Let's just say propaganda. Right? <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, for lack of a better term. It's just propaganda, and you all know it. You know, they're just trying to keep us all scared. Uh, so let's do the news. Who wants to go first? Monkey, you want to go first? You have an interesting article here. Sure. And this one kind of it jumped out at me at first. At first, it was one of those articles that I read it, you read the title and it makes you angry. Then when you read it, it makes you confused. So maybe you guys can help me figure this one out. Mold and marijuana, Connecticut's rules are less strict than other states. Hmm. Right there, that's good clickbait, right, Mackie? Mm-hmm. We like clickbait, right? Anytime, yeah, I got to grab the clickbait, though. Connecticut is joined by Florida and Maryland in setting the mold limit as high as 100,000 CFUs, but safety standards vary widely across the nation. See, I was <sighs> under the... I, now, we'll have to get into all the CFUs, uh, that's colony colony forming units, basically spores. Okay. okay. So yeah, once you get past that stuff, it gets pretty interesting. But I was under the insu- assumption 
that these standards were pretty standard across the country, and I was surprised to find out they aren't. So, uh, Branford uh, resident Alex London uses cannabis to help with his lingering back pain and migraines that stem from a car crash. London said he used to buy it from a medical uh, marijuana dispensary near his home, but now because of changes in how Connecticut regulates cannabis, he's going back to his local guy, uh, a grower in Maine. At least with him, I'm aware of where it comes from, London said. Now, we've always talked about this right here. We mm -hmm. want to know where our medicine's coming from. I, I mean, we've we've expressed concern. If you get big cannabis in here, we don't know what we're getting. And this is what this guy's basically saying. The matters for London, uh, the matters for London, because it, he's worried about the amount of mold in marijuana he smokes. Mold is present present wherever you go. It's in our food, in our medicine, in our air. Because avoid, avoiding mold is entirely impossible, the Food and Drug Administration allows for small amounts of it in consumer products. But because marijuana isn't legal at federal levels, it's up to the states to decide how much mold the product has is too high. So in Connecticut, that the limit has been in flux. It is currently at 100,000 CFU or colony forming units per gram of cannabis. Now, a review by the Accountability Fund Project found that of states that do have a, a, a uh, setting for mold forming units, colony forming units, that it's 10 times higher than those other states. Now, London said his decision to procure medical uh, marijuana elsewhere was driven by his desire to protect his own health. Mold possesses a bigger risk for medical marijuana patients who are older or have compromised immune systems. Now, the whole article gets pretty confusing until you start looking at the basics here. From what I could see, uh, only, there are only five, six states in the country that have uh, numbers attached to their CFU, colony forming units, Connecticut, Florida, Maryland, Alabama, Colorado, and Louisiana. Now, the lower states being Alabama, Colorado, and Louisiana set the rate at 10,000. Connecticut, Florida, and Maryland are allowing 100,000. What I found out, though, was that other states have different ways that they test for it, and they don't test overall colony forming units. They look for specific strains of mold and specific dangerous pathogens within the cannabis. So it's getting really confusing to figure out how, how, how do you know if your cannabis is safe or not? Then I decided, okay, this would be a good interest. Let's go ahead and compare this to tobacco since we know the FDA is mm. in tobacco. But I looked for this morning for four hours and all kinds of papers, white papers all over the place and could not find a federal standard for CFUs and in, in, uh, smokable tobacco anywhere. Wow. So it may, ex it may exist, but it's not something they want us to even know about. Mm -hmm. I did find one article, a research paper, that described testing smoke from an inhaled cigar. And what they found was there was 10,000 CFUs per cubic meter of smoke produced by that cigar. So that tells me then you probably did not burn a gram of cannabis a gram of tobacco to create that one cubic meter of smoke that's probably a good bit of mold in that cigar or CFU spores. So what I'm seeing here is crazy numbers that don't make any sense and people are just pulling it out of, out of nowhere. When merit, medical marijuana was legalized in Connecticut in 2012, the acceptable standard was less than 10,000 CFUs. But in 2021, the State Department of Consumer Protection approved a request from one of the state's testing facilities to increase the threshold to 1 million CFUs per gram. Wow. wow. 
That's quite an increase. Yeah, right. Now, the, the public didn't like this, and even the industry didn't like it, so they backed it down to 100000 So I don't know. This sounds like it's starting to be driven a little bit by the industry saying we can't meet these high standards. See, it's, um, it's a little confusing, that, right? Does it mean that there's mold in all weed? Yes, it does mean that there are no, – well, not mold, uh, not specifically mold. CFUs – could be colony forming units could be something that could cause mold. So that's essentially mold spores or something, maybe one, one bit of mold that could, could, could create more mold spores like are that. everywhere, right? They're, they're like, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. You can't, you, you can't yeah. get away from them. There's more mold spores than you can count, man. It's one of those things. They're all over the place, but yeah, if they're everywhere, but when we started this journey into, I remember we spoke to some people out in California and Colorado. When we started this journey, down legal cannabis in certain states, the question came up is, okay, what are our legal standards? And so they approached industry uh, uh, experts and said, well, we don't know, but this is the best standard you can get. So they gave them like the, the highest possible mark of anything. And Chad, I think I remember you talking about this once. Cannabis in a legal sphere in cannabis is, is usually cleaner than any produce you'll ever buy anywhere else and cleaner than most medicines you'll ever get mm. simply because oh, yeah. our standards are maxed out. Yeah. So is it time that we maybe look at this and maybe find reasonable numbers? Because these numbers that we formed for things like these CFUs and cannabis, they were arbitrarily formed. There was really no study, no information, no reason other than we want the best. Yep. So kind of yep. confusing. Well, well said. And and you also mentioned too that, you know, Washington, we've been legal for over a decade. It was not on that list. And you mentioned industry kind of helping write some of these laws for people. And that's absolutely what happened in Washington state. The outdoor growers said, there's no way we can pass your, you know, mold test and mycotoxin test. So you guys should get rid of it. Washington, we now no longer are required to test for mold in any of the weed driven by industry. And, and the good question for me on that would be, as far as you know, has that created any problems for people? Not that I'm aware of as far as consumers. There have been a few commercial recalls, but uh -huh. those are very few and far between. And we don't hear that much in Washington, but other states where you do tend to hear about recalls, they're almost always related to mold issues mm -hmm. or spores. Mm -hmm. Well, you say, Marge, I mean, because you work in a dispensary and you have all these different kinds of cannabis. Do you know if they do any testing for the levels of mold? Do you ever find mold in weed that you're giving somebody? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Short answer <laughs> happened for sure. There's definitely been issues with larger grow companies having mold issues over the years since legalization here. But I don't know if you find it too often where you open up a jar of weed and you find mold in it. I don't think that's happening too much. Right. Yeah. I've had that happen two, maybe three times in over 10 years. So, yeah, I think most of the companies like, you know, big or small are pretty good with recalling weed if it's moldy because it's obviously so bad you to smoke it. But they're talking or... about this moldy weed and shit. But one time I ate some, I, I call it earthy lettuce. Right. I had this sandwich from this sandwich shop. We won't name any names because don't get sued. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I fucking ate this this sandwich. And Mrs. M will tell you because she likes to take the piss out of me. And it, it would taste a little bit earthy. The lettuce tasted a little bit earthy. <sighs> right. And I, I just like, oh, well, mm, fresh. 
carried on. I ate this sandwich and I was ill, like nearly dead for days after eating this fucking sandwich and some kind of food poisoning. So, you know, whenever I'm a little bit ill now, I'm like, oh, I must have eaten some earthy lettuce. <laughs> no, who the fuck was running the tests, man? Who tested the lettuce? Really? You know what I'm saying? Here's another... Yeah, here, here's another reason why you don't see it, at least uh, in a lot of the U.S. markets, is we have this thing called remediation, CRC. Uh, and basically, you're able to use x-rays to sterilize and clean right, your yeah, weed. Yeah, irradiate it. Yeah, that's what they do yeah. to the medical yeah. shit here. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they do that in Canada, too. Yeah, mm. so that's that's the way a lot of companies will clean their weed before sending it to testing if they suspect an issue. Wow. Um, that that irra- irradiation can really damage your terpene profiles. So. Mm. Yep. Well, it does. Too. Yeah, it, it, it does. But again, sometimes people are just competing on price point and there's mm-hmm. always a generic, you know, a generic dispensary weed taste and smell anyways. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably just irradiated weed. Okay. Good to know all of this stuff, but I mean, this article really does point out that there is no national standard here for safety of any of this stuff. So that's another nope. another thing that that federal legalization might could bring us is a a you know federally standard across the board. Everybody has to meet these standards and don't have to be any higher kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. That would, would be nice too because you see these numbers as well. You see ten thousand CFUs and hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. There's no context, so it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's Maybe it. Yeah, thousand yeah. isn't that bad. But I don't know. I just look at that number and think, holy shit, that seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. 10,000 sounds like a lot, but these yeah. are spores. They're kind of small, but at the same time, one is all it takes, right? They have this crazy shit. I mean, in the UK, we have this chocolate company called Cadbury's. You probably know of it because it's the best chocolate in the world. Just <laughs> saying. Oh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Nestle is pretty good as well, to be fair. But anyway, <laughs> they, they have some limit that they're going to have nine insect legs in each yeah. chocolate bar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. saying, yeah, it's like you're allowed a little bit of nastiness, but don't go too far. All right, nine. Why nine? Fuck knows. <laughs> it's probably by weight or something, isn't it? Yeah, because ten's too many. You know, and, taste, and it must be lower like leg. Fuck. It can't be upper leg. You know? <laughs> and no wings. All right. <laughs> Ain't doing no wings. I'll be doing some Jeff Goldblum fly shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, interesting yeah. shit, man. They do these these things to food as well, apart from earthy lettuce, to mm. make sure that it's safe for the consumer. And, and like Marches, man, there's just no context to this. At what point does it actually become dangerous? Especially they're using pretty much the term mold spores when mold yeah. spores are on fucking everything and they're tiny. So on the pinhead, there could be fucking a million anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's why right. I went and tried to look at the data for tobacco and you know it's so obscure mm. i'm sure one of our listeners maybe could find it and send us that information but it's not easy to find it's going to be one of the that just because it's been so studied over the years like mm. yeah but it's also <laughs> you know the whole tobacco industry is uh let's say clouded in secrecy it's going to be a point of oh we are going to have to make cannabis illegal again now because it's just too moldy all the time because it's yeah. got one hundred thousand mold spores per gram Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've seen how they cure tobacco in these mobile flus, and I guarantee mm-hmm. you it's not that clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, a 20 foot cargo container slammed on, on, on the right of way of a railroad track with a, 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 a propane powered heater and a blower in it. That's pretty much a tobacco flu. 
of, for drying tobacco. And, you know, you see, you saw them all around rural Georgia uh, just laying around. So that's not sanitary, but mm -hmm. that's the way it's done. Uh, what can you do, man? Just government corruption, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, everybody, grow your fucking own, man. You don't have to worry about none yeah, of this yeah, shit. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? And we have grow guides that can help you. I don't Sorry, know how much molds in my tobacco, but I'm not my, my weed, but I'm not afraid to, to to consume it because I know what to put in it. Mm -hmm. Everything in it's what it's supposed to be there. Crazy shit, man. It is, man. Anyway, yeah, Chad, you have some news for us. You want to take your news article away? I do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went this time for something that wasn't going to like instantly enrage me. So <laughs> what that you got it all wrong, bro. That's the wrong. You have to bring the rage articles to high on homegrown, bro. We like to get wound so, up. Yeah, I do. At special least. guest guy keeps things chill. <laughs> special guest guy. is Yeah, chill. special guest guy brings <laughs> chill articles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the name of the article, though, is marijuana has special risks for older people. And that immediately drew my attention because that's how I entered the educational space with cannabis is, you know, there's a lot of older people that I feel could benefit from cannabis. And so those are the people I set out educating over a decade ago. Um, so this instantly drew my attention. And it, you know what? It, it does speak some truth. It's kind of one of these articles that is it's in the middle. It's not saying it's great. It's not saying it's horrible. It actually brings up some good points. Uh, you know, a lot of seniors, they turn to cannabis, typically edibles, typically it's the non-smokable form. Not everybody likes to smoke. Uh, so they, they're turning it to just kind of manage pain and anxiety and sleep issues. And obviously there's not a whole lot of information or studies about this sort of thing, but a great point that they brought up was, you know, reactions or interference with other medications. Mm-hmm. That's something that we need to, you know, whether you're taking, you know, aspirin or uh, a Tums, mm -hmm. you always need to be aware of how medications interact, where they interact. So it'll be cool to see that being studied, hopefully more in the future with cannabis, because that is a legitimate concern. Uh, and they also mentioned, you know, there's <laughs> stone seniors face, <laughs> face the risks of injuries, falls, anxiety, and confusion. And as unpleasant as those sound, mm -hmm. they're not wrong. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. And the conditions um, for which a lot of the medical therapies have no terrific or difficult to access, those are the people that are tending to turn more to cannabis um, because again, limited access, limited funds, they're not able to get the best of the best treatment out there. And, mm. um, some of the, the physiological and brain changes in like aging adults may make them more vulnerable to the negative effects. Maybe, mm. maybe not, but, uh, without evidence on either side, I would probably tend to believe it. I would imagine, uh, an aged brain is a little more fragile than a youthful one. Mm -hmm. um, and they said there there was some kind of contradictory pushback there. They said, um, you know, however, there was some research that suggested when older mice were administered THC, their cognitive outcomes slightly improved. So, again, that's a, that's a good sign, but it's in a mouse, which similar mm -hmm. to humans, but not a human. So we, we need to do those types of tests. I will sign on the dotted line. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously, study my brain for science. I smoke it all the time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and and another thing. Um, so here here's kind of like a contradictory. I'm bringing the rage. Okay, special guest guy is gone. Chad Westport's back. Um, <laughs> here, here comes the rage paragraph. They they said knowing the dose of THC in the products is important. Well, duh. And then they say pot products are not well regulated, so it's hard to verify that what's on the label is accurate. Next sentence, buying from a licensed dispensary helps ensure that products have been through quality manufacturing practices and tested for purity and potency. So what is it? That's kind of three different things. Yeah, that's that's like, yeah, they're they're saying like, well, you can't trust the numbers. By the way, you can trust the numbers. Yeah, Yeah. you you can't (laughs) trust the numbers of weed, but if you buy it from us... It's going to be completely safe. We know exactly what's going on. It's, it's like a whole, you know, medical cannabis when there is no such thing as medical cannabis. It's just cannabis. It's just the yeah. motherfuckers like to put a label on it so they can charge you a fee. Fuck them. Exactly. And there, there's a couple, couple, just two more sentences here that I, you know, kind of pulled from the article. Uh, it says, uh, if older adults are considering considering trying cannabis for medical reasons, it's important to... It's important for them to treat it like any other medication that may have side effects or interact with other medications. Absolutely true. But Mm -hmm. I pulled the quote because it's from Dr. Hahn, and I really wonder if he has a solo practice. Dr. Hans Gruben? And then then to end the article, which I absolutely agree with, they, you know, again, this was down the middle, and I'm glad they put this. They put start low go slow be aware of cognitive impairment and motor skills and warn parents not to drive while impaired so good article raises some good questions but it definitely doesn't have the answers for the questions Mm -hmm. but i mean i would say uh two two experienced bud tenders in this room right here i think you guys would have to agree with me get somebody who knows what they're doing for guidance don't go this alone if you're trying it the first time and you're older yeah, that's, it. that's what I would say as well. You know, if you are using cannabis for the first time, it's doubtful that you'll be listening to this show and before you're already using cannabis. But anyway, just in case, you know, ask a friend who you know uses cannabis for advice and they should point you in the right direction. A yeah, friend you trust. Don't don't ask the wildest person you know, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 500 milligrams, bro. Oh, hell, you take the whole bottle, man. It's great. You know, just smoke the whole thing, Bob. You'll be fine. <laughs> here's, here's, here's like one piece of advice i always give people and again having you know that that retail experience um you know if like mom dad grandma grandpa anybody older than you wants to try cannabis they're not a regular smoker or they they don't use cannabis so they might not know what high feels like uh mm-hmm. they may not be a drinker so they don't know what impaired feels like mm-hmm. a lot of this can be mental and so for people who are a little bit hesitant maybe a little bit scared to try this but are interested um i always say to the person who is you know helping them or advising them give them a placebo the first time because if you give them that placebo and then they start to react like I'm too high, I can't handle this, I want to cut off my ear and shave my head, you can just be like <laughs> and paint pictures of sunflowers. <laughs> placebo. But you know it's all mental at that point. So mm-hmm. it's not the actual reaction. And if they make it through that experience, cool. Give them a small dose next time. But just to make sure that they're mentally prepared and able to handle not being in, you know, the sober mindset give them a placebo the first time around and see how they act. 
I actually like that idea. Yeah, that's when, you first, when you first said that, I was going to be against it, but then when you explained it, it makes sense. Yeah, give them placebo and then you take the good shit for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it out. I've seen it in illegal states where you'll have a vendor on the street that has candy named for different cannabis strains, and people think it's got weed in it and they think they're high. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. These are people who these are people who have never done cannabis before, though, and that's just it. You know, your mind will do crazy shit. But yeah. as Chad I, said, you know, just take it slow. That's the best thing for anybody yeah. to do. If you're new to it, just take it slow, man. Just one drag, maybe two of a joint or a low level edible, and it, even vape it if that was uh, an option. You know, that would be a yeah. good way to go for new users as well. But yeah. just take it slow, man. And you, as the experienced cannabis user, have a responsibility to make sure that whoever it is you're helping with the cannabis has a good experience. Yeah, so make sure they don't them, have right? too much. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Make an evening of it and take it as a, a teaching experience. You know, just a little bit, man. You don't want to be, ba be babysitting anybody, do you? So let them just have a little bit. Take it easy. Yeah. Be a responsible. Yes. Nice story, special guest guy. <laughs> Thank you, host guy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, host guy. I like that. Host guy. Uh, we have uh, we have one from March. Is that March? You want to cover your story next? Yeah, I would love to. So this one is from Forbes, and uh, it's good news. Zurich set to legalize cannabis in Swiss trial program. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Yeah, so I kind of like how they're approaching this. It's sort of interesting. The Swiss government has approved Zurich's plan to launch a trial program for the consumption and sale of cannabis, expected to start this summer. So Switzerland is expanding its pilot scheme on cannabis legalization to study the effects of legalization on the population. The pilot program aims to provide a clearer picture of the impact of cannabis legalization in the country. So the Federal Office of Public Health, uh, the FOPH, Switzerland's Federal Government Center for Public Health, approved just on Tuesday... Uh, a project designed by the collaboration between the Zurich City Council and the University Hospital, which aims to study the impact of regulated cannabis supply on the consumption and health of consumers. So they're going to be investigating how consumption and health of participants are infected, affected by purchasing selected cannabis products from controlled cultivation under regulated conditions in order to provide politically and technically relevant insights into the best possible way to deal with cannabis. I think they'll find that it's fine. Hopefully they'll just legalize after that. But this study aims to compare and contrast the advantages and disadvantages of various supply chain points and cannabis products, as well as the current illegal market situation in order to uphold public health, ensure public safety and promote the protection mm -hmm. of minors. So up to 3000 residents of Zurich's, uh, Zurich, Switzerland's biggest city, will be able to purchase regulated doses of cannabis for personal use under this. Oh, it's a three-year scheme. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be shorter, but... Yeah, three years is long, man. What the fuck? Yeah, it is. In exchange, they will need to complete a questionnaire every six months about their consumption habits and health. Okay, so maybe this won't be... Legalization won't be happening as fast as I was hoping when I first saw this, but individuals who are 18 years of age are eligible to be involved in the program, except for pregnant women, professional drivers, and adults who show signs of drug dependence or poor health due to drug use. So they'll be able to buy cannabis from pharmacies, special dispensaries, and social clubs located throughout Zurich. A total of 21 supply points for study cannabis are expected to be available starting in August of this year. 
And the prices of these regulated cannabis products will be adjusted to reflect changes in the illegal market prices. So I'm kind of curious to see if that means they're going to be competing with the illegal market prices, which would be interesting because that's obviously always an ongoing issue and mm-hmm. legalization is a thing. But participants will also have the option to select from a variety of products with varying concentrations of THC and CBD and they'll be strictly monitored for purity and organically produced by licensed Swiss companies. Um, They are saying that Pure Production AG and Swiss Extract are two producers, and they're going to be starting to uh, cultivate the necessary cannabis plants for the study. Harvest expected to occur in July. And then they're also going to be offering hash products as well, which will be available in October. Line me up with the hash, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how, <laughs> how someone gets involved in this trial because it sounds like it could be uh, pretty interesting. Because twenty-one legalization. What's that? Twenty-one con- or twenty-one points of retail sounds like a lot for one city and a limited number of patients. That's kind of cool. Is it just yeah. the city? Is it? It looks is like it, it is. Is it going to be across yeah. the whole lot? Well, Switzerland isn't a big country anyway, is it? So it's not like uh, it, yeah, it's the size of a large city really (laughs) it does say that this is the second swiss city to participate in the pilot program Mm. Uh, where does it say uh the city of basil last year was also participating i think they have 400 participants participating in a program similar to this to study investigate the impact of recreational cannabis uh this article also says that the netherlands has launched a pilot program for cannabis sales in a couple municipalities and it said Germany is pressing ahead with the legalization of cannabis and has recently declared its intention to introduce a bill in the next few weeks. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, because I keep hearing different things about when they're actually going to get moving on that. But in the next yeah. few weeks is encouraging. The Czech Republic, which announced its aim to legalize cannabis after observing the German initiative, has not yet revealed its plans. Yeah. Let's see what happens to the Germans. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it says Belgium and Luxembourg were anticipated to implement cannabis reforms that would permit personal cultivation for domestic use, but their legislation wow. hasn't yet been finalized. But it sounds like once some of these, you know, countries get moving along, I get, we've talked about this before in the show that, you know, Europe is just going to bust wide open probably yeah. well once germany's done it they're all going to be like well if germany can do it we're doing it right right and germany's also going to produce some top quality cannabis give them a year to figure it all out they'll make some epic machines as they do because you know <laughs> german engineering yeah. is the best in the fucking world man and they're just going to dominate it then it's like god damn we're going to be over here in the uk with all this weed wafting over from europe like mm, that smells good it's like don't smell it you're under arrest you know, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit, man. But definitely, yeah. things are happening in Europe now. Things are moving forward, and let's see Zurich getting on it as well. Very interesting, man. Right. So there's no links in this article, but it does say up to three thousand residents in the in Zurich will be able to participate. So if you're in Switzerland and you're listening, look into it. Mm-hmm. Get on that shit and leave us a smoke report. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let us know how that shit is. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> But I have an interesting one here. For, and it's not a very long one. I just want to quickly bring up this point to everybody so they know what the fuck's going on here in the UK. 
Right. The, <clears throat> the UK has a population of about 60, maybe 65 million people. And our capital city, most of you probably know, is London. What? Right? Yeah, yeah. And lots of people in London use cannabis, allegedly. The, uh, the title of this article from the Evening Standard is Londoners Spending. Are you ready for this huge number right now? 1.45 billion pounds, great British pounds, sterling, real money, a year on illegal cannabis to treat health conditions as study finds. Oh, man. Untaxed cannabis at that. And That's this mind boggling. <clears throat> and let, let me just say again, and I wanted to bring out the, yeah. the, the population thing because London is just one city, it's the capital city here in the UK, right? And they are just one city, just the Londoners are spending one and a half billion pounds a year. That's crazy amount of money. Let's say that the government or just just London on its own decided to tax the cannabis sales for 20 percent. That's 280 yeah. million pounds in tax revenue, well, 280 you know million a year. The number that you just gave, though, the amount of money they're spending on cannabis, if you if you take that number and consider it, all these articles that they keep putting out there, we see 60,000 pounds in cannabis. Like, that ain't nothing. Well, That's all they have to do now is... billion. They just have to figure out a way for Rishi to make a little bit of money out of it, and it'll all be <laughs> fucking fine. You know, the, the politicians need to get their cut. But I'll read on with this article. Uh, Londoners are spending an estimated 1.45 billion a year on illegal cannabis to self-medicate health conditions such as chronic pain, new figures reveal. And that's just the, the medical side of things, never mind the recreational side of things. You legalize this shit for cannabis. If you legalize this shit for adult use in the UK, tourism will be increased as well. So loads of people will be coming to this country just to experience a fine-ass cannabis because we do a good job of it, as we always do. But, uh, a study by, sorry, somebody saying something? No. Oh, please carry on. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, a study by Sapphire Medical Clinics found that one in 10, 11% of people in London with diagnosed medical conditions are being driven to source cannabis illegally, despite the drug being available on the NHS for certain conditions. Now, when I say that word available, I use my finger quotation marks because available <laughs> is... Uh, is not really the right word to be using. It's if you can afford it, you can have it. It didn't say uh, affordable, it said available. Mm -hmm. I, I just think it's interesting how the article is framed. And sometimes a word can make a big difference in public uh, perspective. Mm. And they're using the term health conditions and medical, which I think is a big break from just saying recreational or, you know, mm, adult use. Yeah, yeah. Interesting mm. how they're framing this article. But okay, special guest guy shutting up. Special guest guy. Special guest guy out. <laughs> uh, where were we with this? Uh, let me click back. Uh, many Britons suffer from chronic pain. The pain of living in the UK is pain in itself. They didn't, that, I just added that a little bit myself. That's not in the article, by the way, everybody, just to make sure you know that. Uh, many Britons suffering from chronic pain have already opted to obtain cannabis privately after struggling to get a prescription through the NHS. Only 32,000 people are currently being treated with medicinal cannabis in the UK, though many more are eligible for treatment. Now, I just wanted to point out that 32,000 number as well, because we reported on a similar article to this, uh, you know, about medical cannabis in the UK uh, just a few weeks ago. It must have been a month, maybe six weeks ago. And then we was on 17,000. Now we're on 32. So that's pretty much doubled. 
since the last time we reported on this, which wasn't very long ago. So the numbers for our people who are getting cannabis for medical use are increasing here in the UK, which is a good thing to see. But, you know, the bad thing about it is people are having to pay stupid amounts of money to get hold of this medical cannabis using their finger quotation marks again, everybody, just so you know. There are just three conditions accepted by the NHS for cannabis prescriptions. Muscle spasms caused, caused by multiple sclerosis, nausea caused by cancer-related treatment, and severe epilepsy. Sapphire, a clinic based in Harley Street, surveyed 10,684 adults living in London for the study. Around half, 48%, had a diagnosed medical condition. I will scroll. Uh, the average spend per month on illegal cannabis amongst those who had health conditions was £216.74. Pretty much an ounce of cannabis, because uh, an ounce of cannabis uh, around the UK on average is between £200 and £220 for decent quality stuff, uh, which is more expensive than the monthly cost of a prescription at most private clinics. Only a little bit more expensive, I would say. Uh, over a quarter, 27% of respondents were unaware that medical cannabis can be prescribed in the UK for eligible pa patients, while a third, 35%, believed it would be difficult to access. And this is something which I brought up on the show before, is even though it is available for medicine here in the UK, there's lots of people who do not even know that you can get it. And one of my friends, he has some back problems and he he wanted me to find some cannabis for him because, you know, I smoke weed. But, you know, following rule number two, everybody, he can't have any of mine. You know, you can't, can't sell any weed and shit. So I was like, I don't have any contacts. Have you tried to go the medical route? And he's like, what? You can get it as legal medicine now? So I explained the whole process to him. And he now is a medical user in the UK legally. You know, he's got the prescription and shit. So he just wasn't aware of it. And there's loads more people out there who are not aware that you can go and get cannabis on prescription. You just have to have the right conditions. Uh, doctors in England have been allowed to prescribe medical cannabis to eligible patients since November 2018. That's not necessarily true because, you know, they say that they're allowed to, but they'll still suffer stigma and some kind of issues for prescribing it to people. There's still a shitload of hoops to jump through. Uh, however, the study found that nearly half of Londoners, 47%, were unaware of the change in the law. Not even the police officers, we've discussed this before in the past as well, but not even the police officers are aware that cannabis is legal for medical use in the UK. There's like a third of them who have no idea. And people get arrested with their medicine, and then the coppers find out after. It's crazy shit, man. You just no communication. It's like they legalized it to shut some people up and then just didn't tell anybody about it. Right. So the, the thing which I wanted to point out in this article the most is just the ridiculous amount of money that is, you know, 1.45 1. billion pounds a year just in London is a crazy amount of money. And I've mm -hmm. seen articles this week in newspapers around the UK about we need to find something to do with 80% of the, the stores on the high street because they're all going to close down with, with uh, you know, they just haven't got the money to stay open anymore. So they're all going to close what can we do to keep these places open? And you won't yeah. be able to keep the whole 80% open, but say 20% of these shops can be turned into cannabis consumption lounges and they would make a fucking fortune. Sorry, Chad. It's freaking called High Street. I mean, do you need more <laughs> of a sign? <laughs> That's a good fucking point right there, bro. No, the actual High Street. 
But and the thing is, if you walk down the high street in the UK, mate, it stinks of weed. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Today I was out walking my dogs. And, you know, this nice place, man, it's a nice park that we like to walk the dogs around. There's a lake and shit. And we're just walking around. And there's this guy comes walking past, pushing his kid in the pushchair. And he's got a fat spliff. <laughs> like, yo, bro, what are you smoking there? You know what he said? Guess what he said? Bubble, guess what he said? Oh, don't fucking tell me it's lemon tree. No, it's star dog, <laughs> man. It's star dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, fucking hell, oh, oh. man. It's always star dog, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you want some, mate? You want some? I was like, no, man. No, don't smoke. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man! It, it just we, you know everybody smokes in the UK. This is the thing, man. I mean, one point five billion, pretty much in one city. It, it's everybody smokes weed in the UK. If they're looking for some way to boost the economy in this shithole of a country, it's not really shithole. I love this country. Just hate the government about fucking it. But you know, we could definitely change things if we legalized. But they just seem reluctant to do so. Anyway, yeah. So that's the news article. A shitload of money is being put into the mm. into the legacy market here in London, but times will if change you, eventually. Sorry, bubble. If if you divide that one point four five billion by say a standard twenty pounds, it works out to seventy two million five hundred thousand grams. Oh we <laughs> look at the brain on Bubble Hawk. <laughs> you know how many toothpicks are on the floor, Bubble Hawk? <laughs> that shit i just think that's wild though Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. that's not you know there's there's going to be variables in that right but still it'd be within range of that that's a lot of weed population of london 8.9 million people so uh 1.5 oh god how do you fucking even divide that let's go 8.9 8.9 million divided by 1.45 billion. Go for it. Uh, the, you, the, what kind of fucking number is that? 0. 0.00613. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, because you've got to divide 1.45 by the 8.9. Ah, nice bubble hawk. You, you've done it the correct way around. Let me do that. <laughs> yeah, 1.45 billion. Divided by 8.9 million. There's 164 pound per person. It's fuck all, really. Yeah. Now, doing the just doing the rough math using Bubble Hawk's numbers, trying to figure out how much weed we're talking about here. I think that's like 73,000 kilos. <laughs> that's a that's a lot of weed, guys. Yeah, that's they're leaving money on the table. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> and they think that they and think they're some. stopping weed and you got, you got that many kilos coming in. Holy right. no way. No, they're not slowing anything mm-hmm. down. And this is just London. This is just for 8.8 right. 8 million people when there's about 60 million people here in the UK. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could do five times more, even more than five times more. You know, no fucking. But we need to fix this shit. That money could be properly taxed. The cannabis could be properly regulated. We can have nice consumption lounges. And we should be able to, but you know, they keep fucking us over. Anyway, we should move on to the last news article here from Bubble Hawk. What are you saying, Bubble? Sure. Um, so my one I picked because look, I'm I'm all for people um, you know, trying to use an excuse to get away with things. But this one was a little bit far-fetched. Um, so it comes out of Cairns, uh, so far north Queensland, uh, in in Australia, so up east coast 
brought up in the north. Uh, so a, a Cairns district court judge rejected the argument that a man who grew vast quantities of cannabis did so because he was trying to quit smoking. <laughs> right. So a man who had 888 cannabis plants told police he was using marijuana in a bid to give up smoking cigarettes and it was convicted in Cairns District Court on Friday. Uh, Stuart Frederick Martin, 58, pleaded guilty to producing cannabis over 500 grams and possessing cannabis over 500 grams. He had 888 cannabis plants of up to three metres high and more than four kilos of loose leaf cannabis found in two rays. Wow, four, four kilos of just trim. Yeah. Jesus, you shouldn't be making hash, bro. It sounds like what I got in my freezer right now, bro. <laughs> so defense barrister Elliot Bodis told the court Martin was using cannabis in a bid to quit smoking cigarettes. But Judge Dean Morzone KC refused to accept that and said he was concerned about Martin's recidivism. If you want to quit smoking, there are many other ways not producing 888 plants, Judge Morzone said. I'm not accepting this. Did he use patches? Did he use nicorettes? It doesn't even make sense, he said. He was cooperative, but frankly, he was caught red-handed, Judge Mulzone said. Prosecutor Lauren Hall said police attended his 80-acre property at Silver Hills near Mount Garnet in January 2022 on an unrelated matter and sought four cannabis grow sites. She said there were 512 plants ranging from 30 centimetres high to 3 metres high and 76 seedlings, and 1.395 kilos of cannabis in seven bags in his residence, and there was no evidence of commerciality. Martin was charged and released on bail. Police visited again in August 2020 and found a further 300 plants, which weighed 19 kilos with roots removed, and a shed with a portable smoker drying 2.7 kilos of loose-leaf cannabis. The plants were well cared for and grown in fertilised pots, Miss Hall said. They were 1.5 metres in height, which indicates he started again in quick succession after police destroyed the previous crop. <laughs> Wait a minute now. What is loose leaf cannabis? I think I'm assuming they're referring to it being the buds. Okay. I don't know where they've got loose leaf from. That would be a tobacco that's... term, really. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was thinking. It's either they've pulled it as a comparison yeah um but i'm i'm assuming they're talking about buds okay um where were we yep destroyed previous crop martin has been in custody since september 6 2022 miss hall said he had cannabis offense history stretching back four decades including <laughs> supplying to a minor oh uh, yeah that's not cool don't that's bad. yeah no mm-hmm. uh mr bodas said his 200 days in custody meant he had forced period of abstinence uh, abstaining from cannabis and nicotine. He said Martin suffered anxiety, although it has not been diagnosed, and he had a heart condition. Uh, Mr. Bodas said Martin was a carer for his partner, and she had been admitted to Cairns Hospital Mental Health Unit in his absence. Uh, Judge Mozone gave a head sentence of eight months with release on parole from March 24, taking into account time served. So there you go, 880 plants, roughly five, six kilos worth of cannabis heads and eight months. I'm just okay, well, I'm just quite impressed about how this guy was able to take care of that many plants and keep them happy and healthy. 
Well, the thing right. is, I'm, is, I'm actually going to believe the guy that he this was to help him stop smoking because anybody who has ever grown 888 plants of cannabis knows you have no time to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so did you say in the article, did he actually quit? Yeah, so because he, yeah. he only quit because he was forced to abstain from it because he can't smoke in prisons here. Yeah, that's it, because he was yeah. in prison. That's all. Yeah. Before prison, he quit after he had to go to jail. Yeah, so he, yeah. he obviously oh, okay. hadn't quit before. He'd been in solitary confinement for three months and he came out no longer needing a cigarette. Yeah. I was hoping to hear uh, that he actually quit using this excuse, but <laughs> I guess not. That's what I mean. Like, I'm all for people using an excuse to try and, you know, to try and swing things in their favor, but that's eight. I mean, three, <laughs> let, let's say 10, 12 plants. Yeah. Okay. You, you know, that's fine. Exactly. Ah, he had a, stretch, a real, bro. real big smoking <laughs> habit, man. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a six pack a day habit. <laughs> yeah. he, was a lot. he was more than a chain smoker. He had two lit at the same time, you know? Yeah. It one inch nostril. <laughs> right. damn, but um, still but yeah. you know even regardless of the amount he fucking has or grew or did whatever he doesn't deserve to be in prison for the possession of a plant god damn no. it's crazy I mean, fucking but, rules you know to get stung once mm -hmm. be on bail and then go back and go ah oh, fuck it i'll just throw a few more in and we'll shoot again i mean just 300 more what the hell yeah just in a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll just no. grow a little bit less than I did last time. That'll be all right. Yeah. Well, they were upset at 500. Maybe I'll do 300. Yeah, no. yeah, wow. yeah it was less. Like you, can't, <laughs> huh? you said don't do it again. I didn't do the same thing again. Yeah. But anyway, congratulations to that guy for quitting smoking. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always pulling the rainbows out of these stories. It has to be done, right? It has to be done. We've got to keep it cheery around here. <laughs> Well, good shit, man. Good shit. You know, at least he managed to quit smoking because it's a terrible habit. But I hope he doesn't quit growing. <laughs> as soon as he gets back I, I out, go he, again, bro. <laughs> clearly, clearly he's it, not thinking twice about it, man. If he's <laughs> getting stung once and then just going straight back to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as if he starts growing tobacco now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Savage. Yes, man, some nice news stories there. Uh, let us know which one you think was the funniest one, everybody. You know, I don't know, you know, which one was the worst? Which one was your favorite? Let us know in the comments and in the chat and blah, 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 blah. Or YouTube talk, YouTube talk. So uh, for the forum news we have this week, we just have one piece of forum news, really, which we wanted to shout out. It's just a uh, well done to the high ladies. You, you should all know the high ladies. They have been guests on the show many times before. We've interviewed them. They've been on the panel. Annie and Amanda from the High Ladies podcast. They won an award this weekend for the best cannabis podcast. So congratulations to those ladies. Well-deserved. Nice. Well-deserved. And they'll be joining us later on to come and uh, talk about parenting and cannabis and the Grow Guides. So we'll be able to talk about them and their award when they arrive. Which is going to be mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Any other news to add? Does anybody know of anything? Hmm, can't think of anything. No, that sounds like a no. We got we got rock paper scissors coming up, and if you mm -hmm. haven't entered yet or, or applied to enter, actually that's the way we're doing it again. You need to go over to Percy's and, and take a look at that thread if yes. you remember. And uh, this Friday will be Friday the thirty first of March, so it's going to be the last Friday of the month. Which means if you are a patron or a supporter of the show on Patreon or YouTube, then the we will have the Patreon session. 
where we just get to chill and chat some shit. So come and join us on Friday for the session. You'll see the link up in the VIP section of the Discord and on percysgrowroom.com. These Fridays every, at the end of the month seem like they're coming faster and faster these days. Yeah, it's just because we're getting older and older. You know, time yeah, flies, well, man. Can we go backwards a few years then, maybe? If we could, we'll, we'll <laughs> give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. Getting old. Feeling it in the mm. bones when it's cold outside. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, interviews we've got coming up as well. Just give a quick shout out to these. On Tuesday, we have Jay Blaze from Organically Blonde. You was on his show recently, wasn't you, Marge? Yeah, I was last week. Cool, actually. cool. How was it? It was great. Yeah, he's cool. great. Yeah. He's a reasonably new podcast. He hasn't been out for very long, but he's working yeah. hard to get shit done. So. Yeah, he really is. Would get him on and see, learn about his story a little bit, which is going to be cool. We also have London from You Can Grow coming in on the 30th, and he's uh, heavily affiliated with the Future Cannabis Project, as far as I know. Uh, so, London is awesome. Yeah, yeah. We met him at Spanabis, man. We had a conversation we with hung, him at Spanabis. Hung oh, around good. for a little bit. Yeah, very mm-hmm. cool guy. Yeah, so we're going to get him on on the 30th and discuss everything that he does, You know, find out more about him and stuff. Uh, and then on the 4th of April, we, uh, I don't know who we are, you know, anybody on the panel is welcome to come and join us, uh, going over to Cannabis for Breakfast, which is one of the shows that London does. Will you be joining us, Monkey? It's like Excuse four me, in the afternoon or something. Uh, four in the afternoon for or me? Four or five, I'm not sure. It hasn't been confirmed the time, has it? I'll, fig- I'll figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And uh, we also have Joey Espinosa, who is a cannabis permit expert on the 6th of april then on the 11th of april we have michael fisher from the teesside cannabis club so we can find out more about you know a cannabis club in the uk when recreational cannabis is illegal how does he keep his club safe and how does he keep his patrons safe that's going to be an interesting one we're going to find out lots of information about how all that shit works here in the uk on the 13th we have marco and brian from the future cannabis project that's going to be a cool one we're trying to get them on for a while and we managed to do it. And then on the 18th of April, this is one I'm very excited about. We have Mitch and Tim, who are the founders of Mephisto Genetics. Yeah, it's going to be very cool because mm-hmm. their autos are like the best in the world, man. Very good. So there are all the interviews. And if you are a Patreon or a YouTube uh, supporter, then you will be able to join us live for each one of those interviews. So, you know, if you are a Patreon, then you'll be able to find the link on the Patreon page. And if you're not a Patreon, then you can become one easily for just $4.20 a month, which is about three fifty in the UK. It used to be that. It's probably not that anymore. But, you know. Probably closer to four twenty now. Isn't it? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> Crazy times, man. But you can just go over to patreon.com slash Percy's Grow Room and you'll be able to find us and become a patron. And that would be appreciated. But, of course, no pressure. No pressure. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And just like every other episode of Cannabis News, if you have a news story you see this week that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to send us a link to the article. You can do that on our Discord server, or you can do it over on percysgrowroom.com. You can email us, or you can even message us on your favorite social network, uh, either Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Just search for High on Homegrown. You'll be able to find us and then just send us a message with the link to the news article you'd like us to cover. 
Look, a big shout out to Chad Westport for coming to join us. It's always a massive pleasure to have Chad on the show. So thank you very much to him for coming to join us. I hope you enjoyed having him on the show. And if you want to hear more from Chad, then just head over to YouTube, search for Chad Westport and you'll find his channel. Uh, do us a big favor and subscribe and check out some of his videos over there. You know, he's a real cool guy, makes great content. And I'm sure if you enjoy this show, you will enjoy his show as well. So go and check it out. But anyway, as usual, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We massively appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to catch you on Wednesday for the interview with Jeff Lowenfowles. Check it out. We'll see you then on Wednesday. Have a good week. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. Thank you.